a poem by Mr. Carlos Santana. Too bad it belonged to me. It was the wrong time and not meant to be. It took a long time and I'm newborn now. I can see the day that I bleed for. If it's agreed that there's a need to play the game and to win again. I'm winning. I'm winning. I'm winning. I'm winning. I'm winning and I don't intend losing again. This is the Growing Up Rock Podcast with your hosts, Stephen Michael and Sonny Hollywood Pooney. Now, crank it up. He's always been loud, kind of a condescending ass. Who are we kidding? He is a condescending ass. And now he has this winning ego to match, which is just all bad because of this stupid trivia winning streak that I still can't believe. Steven, this is going to be really brutal if you win again. Please tell me you did not bring your A game. Ric Flair will be going, as many people say, for the final time for the world heavyweight title. For a man who's won it five times, Rick. How does this extra pressure affect you? Well, what it tells me, Lance Russell, is today, woo, I've got the style and profile like never before. Steamboat, let me go on record as telling the whole world you are the greatest wrestler on the face of this earth. But, pal, today, right here, you got to beat Ric Flair one more time. Remember, Steamboat? And, pal, I'll kiss your boots if you can do it. But to be the man, you got to beat the man. And I'm saying, woo, right here in Nashville, Tennessee, pal, I'm the man. Ric Flair and Steamboat, you're going to be mine. Woo, 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 woo. Just like you just heard my man Ric Flair say, to be beat the best, you got to be the best. Or is it to be the best, you got to beat the best. And so I'm bringing my A game to this fantastic Wink Martindale version of Growing Up Rock Trivia. And we invited the rock and roll detective, BJ Cramp, along to try and dethrone the king. Is that right? 
BJ, how you doing, man? <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, Steven. Hey, Sonny. I think I invited myself, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, we kind of felt indebted to you because you are pursuing us at Rock and Pod, and we never did hook up the schedules. And so we felt like we owed you because we didn't want you to think that uh, I was running from you. Uh, so I'm going to give you your shot to dethrone the king. This will be the third episode of Grown Up Rock Trivia. Let's see. My record is 2-0. and oh. Yeah, it's 2-0. and oh. I beat Sinzak and I beat Steve Wright from Potter and Hell. So now it's on to rock and or roll. It's like this heavy metal or heavy metal. Well, I guess it is heavy metal. Heavy metal, heavyweight fight. Something like that. <laughs> right? Yeah. So yeah. But figure we bring the professor on because, dude, BJ, you have to win today. You don't understand the shit I got to go through when this guy wins. Yeah, I just hope I don't embarrass myself. I mean, I lost the trivia contest I had on my own show. So, you know. <laughs> well, to be honest, I had no intention of beating Sinzak. That was a complete surprise to me. So I would say that I have no intention of beating BJ because you go so deep on uh, your show with some of the stuff that you get into. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah, and it's always uh, fun to hear a lot of the stuff that I've never heard before. So I don't know that I intend on beating you today, but who, who knows? Well, it all comes down to Sonny's clues, right? <laughs> Some of these clues I've heard from Sonny, nobody could figure out who the hell he's talking about. So, <laughs> Hell, half, half of the time, those are wrong anyway. Sonny makes up shit <laughs> on the fly. No, no. I'm worried that the 10.1 BJ is going to be, oh, that's so-and-so. It's like, damn, do you know how hard I worked on that shit? <laughs> Well, I don't know what kind of dog Joel Hoxtra had growing up, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So before we get into all of this, BJ, you want to tell our listeners a little bit about your podcast? Oh, Rock and or Roll. It's just, you know, the original concept for it was to talk about mostly obscure music, but getting close to 300 episodes now, and I've just branched out and talked about all kinds of things. And I've done a lot of episodes now about, you know, more famous high profile things but i always try to maybe only do it if i think i have a different angle to come at it from or you know something that's interesting and i have to say i mean we talk a lot about chris and aaron's show the decibel geek being one of the premier shows out there and it is absolutely one of the premier shows out there but the other podcast that i listened a lot to early on was rock and or roll because you guys were one of the few podcasts out there doing stuff that I was interested in. I remember specifically on my long drives, it was the Def Leppard series of podcast episodes that you did that I got into. And that's how I first got into rock and or roll. Right. Yeah. The, those album by album series were fun until I got to Motley Crue. Then it kind of all went off the rails. <laughs> But you guys are on the Motley Crue episode, so and Steven got really mad at me when I said I didn't like the drum sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Come on. <laughs> no, I like the AORs A O K. Like I like that you don't just stick to hard rock, that you're getting into a little bit of the top forty, even get off the rock train a little bit. Love the latest Hall of Notes episode, even though John was taking some shots at you. Love you, John. <laughs> but uh, no, you span kind of the variety of rock that's out there, which makes it very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, my taste is really varied. You know, I like everything from Loudon Wainwright and John Prine and singer-songwriter guys all the way to, you know, Heartwork by Carcass. You know, my taste 
goes, you know, there's a really wide range. And so I just represent all of it, basically. And just like uh, we've been blamed a little bit by our listeners of uh, chunking into their nest egg because we'll bring up music they haven't listened to or heard before, you've done the same for me. Like uh, 90% of the stuff that's in the AOR thing, I'm like, I have no clue what that is. I remember, I think you talked about Icon, and then I was looking for Icon for the next two weeks and found both albums and bought them. Right. (laughs) Yeah, stuff like that. They had three albums, actually. Oh, do they? So now you got another one you got to (laughs) find. Yeah. The first one I like a lot. The rest of them uh, I'm kind of meh on, but I definitely like that first one. Yeah, they started, I kind of started out called, oh, what were they called? You guys know Billy Hardaway. I bought a, I bought like this radio station, like compilation record of local bands, I think from Arizona. And the song, you know, the song Mean Street Machine from King Cobra 3? Uh, vaguely, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's the first song of that record. And so that song is on this record from like 82 and it's this band. And I think it turned out to be Icon, but before they changed their name and David Michael Phillips from King Cobra was in the early version of Icon. Right. Like before they got a record deal. And, you know, I was writing on Facebook about why is this song from King Cobra 3 on this record by this other band? And then Billy Hardaway set me straight. (laughs) Leave it to Billy. Awesome. All right. Well, so you know what time it is. It's time to crank it up. Crank me up. It's time for the Crank It Up New Music Spotlight. All right, BJ. So for today's Crank It Up New Music Spotlight, you're going to share a new band that you're kind of just getting into. They're not new, I guess. They're from last year, I think. Uh, They released a new record last year, but uh, awesome band I discovered uh, at the end of last year. You want to tell us a little bit about Cruel Intentions? Yeah, the Cruel Intentions from Sweden, the singer... The guy was from the band Veins of Jenna, who got a little bit of press like 10 years ago or so when Stevie Rochelle was managing them. So he was pushing them on Metal Sludge. I used to, you know, read Metal Sludge a lot. I haven't really looked at it much in recent years, but I don't know. I must have seen the video or or the song Reckoning somewhere. Uh, That's an amazing song, Reckoning. I don't know if that was the first single off the record, but that was the first thing I heard. And uh, I loved it. And then I got the album and it's just every song is good. It's a really great record. What's it called? No Sign of Relief, something like that. You know, I rented a car to drive down to the Rock and Pod in August. And the car they gave me, I discovered to my dismay, had no cruise control. So I'm driving, you know, I got a 10 hour drive and I'm on the road and I'm like, I can't do this without cruise control. You know, it's just mostly interstate driving. So I decided I'm going to try to switch the car out, and I found an Enterprise in Springfield, Illinois, on my way. There's three locations in Springfield, and I called. It wasn't until the third one that actually had a car available. So I drove. I just got off the highway in Springfield and drove over there and switched rental cars, but I left my Cruel Intention CD in the other car. Now I just have the case, and the I'm just going to have to burn a copy and put it in there. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Yeah, I, uh, I called or I emailed them and told them and that they said they'd try to find it, but I've never heard back from them. So I lost my CD. But So what are we going to play off that record? Every song is good, like I said, but the one that came to mind that's a good one, like a deep track, is called Check Your Head. 
All right, check it out. The Cruel Intentions. Check your head. So now it's time to get into 
this episode of the Grown Up Rock Podcast and the third version of our game trivia. Hey, Wink Martindale, you there? I am present and accounted for. Okay, so as uh, Stephen stated earlier, we've had two other trivia episodes. It was episode 75 and 106 if you want to check it out. But just uh, let us restate the rules here real quick. So we're going to do a total of 10 rounds. We already randomly drew the questions. I'll announce whether it's a band or individual that we're talking about. I'll read the first of the 10 clues. The contestant that I'm reading for can either guess after hearing the first clue or just simply say next for another clue. For every clue, you get one less point for the answer. And when you're ready to guess, you guess. But just remember that if you guess incorrectly, your opponent gets a chance to steal. If they guess incorrectly, it comes back to you and we keep going. And then the round is complete, whether either the name is guessed right or all the crew's been read and you guys have been stumped and now I have to, you know, instill mercy on your soul. Person with the most amount of points at the end of the game wins. And if we got a tie, we have a tiebreaker out there ready to go. And so the listener can play along at home. I will read all the clues, even if somebody gets it early on in the round, just so you can still play along if you want to. All right. So does that make sense for everybody? Yeah, completely. Okay, well, this should be interesting. We're going to go with BJ first. And BJ, your first round is going to be a person. And your 10-point clue is... Why does BJ get to go first? Because he's the guest. (laughs) Why don't we let Alexa decide? No, we're not letting Alexa decide. (laughs) BJ's going first. (laughs) See what I said? Ass. That's, That's just, oh, brutal. All right, so for 10 points, see, he's just trying to get the get you all messed up for 10 points. I sold suits for a while. Thank God. My music career took off. Sold suits. That sounds kind of familiar, but I don't think I have a guess. Yeah. Next. Yeah. Follow the rules there, buddy. All right. Uh, (laughs) For nine points. Don't piss me off. I have a black belt and I'll use it. If I have to, I got this one. Hmm. You know, we're on a podcast, right? Yeah. I'm just thinking, (laughs) okay, next. For eight points, I was in a band with Tracy Guns for a while. We didn't do much. <sighs> okay. Nikki Six? That is incorrect. Mr. Michael, you want to take a shot? I will take a shot. I'm going to take a shot. Is it Dave Mustaine? That is incorrect. Shit. All right. We're back to BJ for seven points. The band I'm most known for released a total of seven studio albums, the last one being in 2007. Bobby Blotzer. That is incorrect. Steven, do you want to take a shot? Uh, Can I take the next question? No. I have to take a shot with that? Yes. Frick. And I have a black belt, so don't piss me off. (laughs) He's like talking to himself. I love it. (laughs) God damn it. Dave Mustaine was my best guess. There's 900 million musicians in this world. Just pick a name trying to think of who else was in a band with uh axel rose that is incorrect all right so we're back to bj (laughs) for six points my first musical memories include listening to beatles albums playing along with ringo Starr using a book and two lincoln logs man i remember that so it's a drummer tracy guns i technically never said that but it might be stephen riley that is incorrect stephen do you want to take a guess it's got to be a drummer. I'm going to go with drummer, too. 
And I thought this was going to be one of the easy ones. <laughs> Great. <laughs> that can't be good. Uh, Tommy Lee. That is incorrect. All right, back to BJ for five points. One of my first bands was called the GTOs. We played around our neighborhood at kegger parties. GTOs. You know, you can just say next. You don't have to keep guessing, but that's up to you, though. <laughs> next. John Karabi sang the Alice Cooper song Elected on my solo album. Eric Singer. That is incorrect. Steven, do you want to take a guess? Do I have a choice? Well, you don't have to take a guess. I can just give BJ clue number three. Um, oh, God damn it. There's people like yelling at their stereo right now. Really? Yeah, definitely. Is Especially it, with that last clue. Is it that easy? <laughs> I have no fucking clue. I don't know. Okay, we'll go Pass. back to BJ. For three points, my real last name is Reem. Reem, God damn it. Hmm. See what happened was he got excited because you were coming on. And so now all of a sudden he's up the game and made it impossible for anybody to win. <laughs> no, no. A lot of these clues are ringing a bell. I'm really going to be annoyed when I find You're going to punch yourself when you hear yeah. the answer. Um, we have two more clues left. Next. Sorry, Hollywood, but I absolutely hate Richie Kotzen. Oh, shit. Ricky Rocket. Ricky Rocket is correct for two points. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Richard Ream. God. <laughs> Fuck, man. Uh, I had no clue, man. Well, I didn't know Ricky Rocket had a solo album. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else did either. <laughs> okay, so we're to Steven for his first round here. For 10 points, by the way, this is an individual. Oh, and the last clue on the Ricky Rocket one would have been who doesn't want satisfaction all night. So that's <laughs> the last clue. All right. So uh, for 10 points, Stephen Michael, we know you love Maiden. I was born in a city called Maiden. It was once voted the best place to raise your kids. What am I guessing a kids or a band here? You're guessing <laughs> a person. A person. <laughs> You're going to have to read that question again because I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> He's easily confused. You're throwing me off with the Maiden shit. Okay, Stephen, we know you love Maiden. Yeah. Period. Well, comma, I was born in a city called Maiden. Period. It was once voted the best place to raise your kids. Period. Fuck, I don't even know if that's in the USA. I don't know. Next. That's dumb. <laughs> For nine points, one of my first bands was called Adrenaline. You could see the who in Aerosmith influences right away. Next. For eight points, I have toured with a band called Slip Kid, which is a tribute to the who. Touring as an artist, a band, what? As an artist in the band called Slip Kid. Uh, so he, he was opening up or what? No, he was in the band called Slip Kid. Oh. Not next. All right. This one's tricky, so make sure you pay attention. For seven points, some tapes in someone's basement really help my band get started. Some tapes in someone's band. No. Some tapes <laughs> in someone's basement really help my band get started. How you fucking win these things is impossible. I don't understand. <laughs> 
I, next, I don't understand that question. Okay. <laughs> For six points, <laughs> my brother Marcus is a great guitar player. And no, no need to go any further. Is this, uh, I'm, I'm naming the artist, right? Not the band? Yes. Pete Townsend. That is incorrect. What? <laughs> I could have went for Stewart. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll finish the <laughs> clue for you, BJ, before you guess. My brother Marcus is a great guitar player. We have been in a couple of bands together, but my normal guitar player is a monster. So for six points, do you have a guess? Marcus. Brother Marcus. No, I, I don't. Okay, so we'll go back to Steven for five points. I co-wrote one number one hit. When the year-end charts came out that year, the song was number seven. Stupid Rush Rush by Paula Abdul and I Want to Sex You Up by Color Me Bad were in the top five. What the hell? Steven, did you pass out? Are you sipping on wine? Rob or Zombie. Rob Zombie is incorrect. BJ, do you have a guess? What year was that song? Well, I didn't say the year. I oh. just said when the year-end charts came out, Rush Rush and I Want to Sex You Up were in the top five. And this song was number seven? This song was number seven year-end, but number one, it hit number one during that year. Oh, right. Sounds like you're talking about a solo artist. I shouldn't be giving Stephen hints. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't. I don't know. Okay, we'll go back to Steven for four points. I had a chance to be in one of the biggest bands in the world. It didn't work out too good. Gary Sharon. Gary Sharon is correct. Mm. Four points. I put that together when you now when you said brother is a guitar player and my guitar player is a monster. It's a monster. Okay, yeah. I get it. And right. that whole some tapes and some tapes in someone's basement really helped my band get started was the basement tapes and MTV. Uh, that's right. What? Hey, what? Uh, what song did he co-write? Uh, more than words. Oh, that's what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> Duh. Okay. So the the clues we didn't read for three points would have been I wrote awesome lyrics like you know that one thing that got through to me was her body chemistry purely scientifically studied her anatomy. Pretty uh, cool, right? Yeah. Two would have been the U.S. is a crazy place nowadays. Someday when I'm president, things will be different. And one would have been my main band had the pleasure of being on both the Kiss Cruise and the Monsters of Rock Cruise. All right. Stevens winning four to two. Woohoo. Oh, yeah. So, BJ, here we go. We're talking about a band here for 10 points. Originally, our name was supposed to be Trigger. We found out later that name was already taken. Next. For nine points, in 2011, we had Joel Holkstra fill in when one of our guitarists fell ill. The show must go on. Next. For eight points, Montrose's third singer was our second singer. He recorded one studio album with Montrose and one with us. King Cobra. Okay, that is incorrect. Steven, guess. Do I get the next question? No, you never do. Why? We've done this three times. You never get the next clue. This is a ripoff. <laughs> <laughs> Montrose's second singer was our main singer. No, Montrose's third singer third. was our second singer. <laughs> See, VJ, what I got to deal with? That's this just confusing. Ridiculous. Okay, I'm going to take a slam at uh, Michael Sweet. Uh, that's incorrect, and we said twice it was a band. All right, BJ, for seven points, have you ever heard of Al Green? Well, we had an Al Greenwood in our band 
but all he did was play keyboards. Foreigner. Foreigner is correct for seven points. Yeah, I already knew it before that clue. Good Lord. Okay, so the other... It's the same guy that was in King Cobra, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he was. (laughs) Johnny Edwards, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, that's why I had to wait. You said King Kuro. I'm like, oh, wait a second. That's not the right answer. I think this is fixed because BJ did like this deep dive into Foreigner. I listened to that episode and I didn't know half the shit he was talking about. So, so you, you know obviously what? didn't listen too good. No, I just bought that Montrose record on my Rocketpod trip. <laughs> so that's why I know that he was the singer and James Kotek was the drummer on that record that came out in like eight, the late 80s. Huh. So I just learned that little piece of information that, um, what's his name, Johnny Edwards or something? Yeah, Johnny Edwards. I just yeah. learned that he was on that Matros record recently. So. Um, so the six clues we didn't read would have been, we originally formed in New York City in 1976. Not many people know that. Our first five albums all were top five on the Billboard 200, sold over 26 million copies in the U.S. Four would have been our lead, lead guitarist, sang two songs on the first album. Both went nowhere. Third clue would have been very interesting. Our singer always thought he was the king, but in reality lived in the shadows because <laughs> Lou Graham had Shadow King. Get it? Yeah, yeah. Vivian Campbell. Yeah. Number two would have been we've had nine top ten hits. Every hit after October 81 was a ballad. And the last clue would have been one of our band members produced Billy Joel's Stormfront. All right. Now BJ's winning nine to four and it's Steven's turn. Steven, this is an individual. Individual. All right. All right. You ready? Yep. Okay. <laughs> the first clue is going to confuse you. It is what it is. For 10 points, I was born on the same exact day as when Chase National Bank and the Bank of Manhattan Company merged into Chase Manhattan. No, I don't bank there. Next. I was born in Glasgow, but not known for being in an English or Scottish band. Next. For eight points, my band had two number one albums in the U.S. One was in 1981. The other was in 2008. I'm going to take a stab at Brian Johnson. That is incorrect. Fuck, God damn it. BJ, you want to take a shot? Who the hell had a number one album in 81 and 2008? Born in Glasgow, you said? Yeah. No, I don't have a guess. All right, we're back to Steven for seven points. I remember at five or six years old, listening to Little Richard. He was my guy. Next. For six points, most people don't know this, but I have a serious case of acrophobia. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Fear of heights. Uh oh. <laughs> Shit, you and everybody else. Next. Okay, for five points. My two brothers and I started a band called the Marcus Hook Roll Band. We released one album together. My brothers and I? Okay, so I'm right in the vicinity of this. The question is, which fucking brother are we fucking naming here? <laughs> okay, Angus Young. That is correct for five points. Damn. Damn it. Yeah, I knew that Marcus Hook Roll Band. That, uh, that's the George Young God damn it. Older brother. I was close. Freaking. I had the right band, the wrong artist. Yeah, you did. (laughs) So the four clues we didn't get to, I was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2003. Woody freaking who? Three points would have been my band had several songs on the soundtrack, including a song on the Iron Man 2 soundtrack. Second clue would have been, or two points would have been School's Out, you know, the Alice Cooper song. Seems to fit me better. Wish I would have wrote it. And... One would have been, I'm known for a specific stage costume before settling on one. I actually considered being either Zorro or a gorilla, believe it or not. <laughs> okay, we are nine to nine. Zorro, he could have been in the Lone Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're back to BJ. 
this is a band for 10 points. We formed in 1979, and our original band name was Stereo. Next. For nine points, thanks a lot, Universal. We lost some stuff in the 2008 fire. Nice for you to tell us. That you know narrows it down to about 300 bands. Yeah. Next. For eight points, between full-fledged members and touring support, we have had a total of 17 band members. Next. For seven points. On our 1995 album, we did a combo cover of Do You Feel Like I Do and Tomorrow Never Knows. We estimate that album sold a whopping 249 copies. Next. For six points, seven out of our ten songs on the first album were solely wrote by our bass player. He co-wrote the other three. I hate this game. (laughs) Um Funny, that seems to be everybody's thought when they come on here. Because <laughs> it sounds easy when you're in the car. That's why. Bass player. Next. For five points, Reb Beach played with us from 2007 to 2008 to help finish off a tour. Ooh, I think I know this one. Well, it's, I got it. It's one, one of two things. Next. For four points. Rolling Stone has reviewed some of our ballads and labeled them sub-Broadway, whatever that means. Some of our ballads? Bass player. Nah, I I definitely got the answer. Next. For three points, 11 of our first 12 release singles all charted on the Billboard 100. The highest one got to number five. Kicks. That is incorrect. Steven, you want to take a guess? I absolutely want to take a guess. My guess is Night Ranger. Night Ranger would be correct for three points.
he wrote that many oh, of yeah. the songs. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Blades was the guy. The last two clues would have been our main guitarist is fascinated by World War II era planes. And the first clue or the number one clue would have been when we lost our original singer, we tried moving forward with a three dog night guy. Yeah, that didn't work out too good. Kix was a terrible guess. As if <laughs> Red Beach ever played with them or ugh. that bass player writing the songs really threw me off. I I wouldn't the idea that Jack Blades wrote almost everything on the first record, I did not realize that. Yeah. What threw me off was 79 was a little early for Night Ranger. And then the other thing that threw me off was that I knew Night Ranger was Rubicon before. So stereo, I was like, yeah, I don't remember that stereo thing. Right. Well, Rubicon, a couple of the guys were in Rubicon, but mm-hmm. it's not like that was the same band. But yeah, true. OK, so we are back to Steven and this is going to be a band for 10 point wasp. <laughs> all right give bj a guess now or no, all right go ahead for 10 points our original singer's last name was shore no not Polly shore he quit and didn't do anything else besides that sure sure or sure 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 yeah like no. Polly shore i don't know yeah. next for nine points our first real demo was done for paisley park records yes prince's label they either passed or were too late because we ended up signing with somebody else next we have released 10 studio albums. Two went multi-platinum. One went gold. The rest are in a garbage dump somewhere. <laughs> Any what the fuck here? Next. For seven points, our first nine singles all hit the Billboard 100, with three of them being top 10. Our best went number two, and believe it or not, the number one song it lost out to was goddamn Millie Vanilli, Girl, I'm Gonna Miss You. I'm really not great with charts and shit. Next. For six points, in 2001, we released a great cover of Queen's Tie Your Mother Down. Have you ever heard it? Uh, Well, yes. (laughs) I have. I don't know if I've heard their version of it, whoever this is. I know bands that have done that song. I don't know. Next. I knew this on the first clue. This is really a torture. (laughs) You know it? I knew it on the Steven, first clue. You better keep at <laughs> All right. So, Stephen, for five points, technically, we have had four lead singers in 34 years. We can't reunite with our most popular singer, and it has nothing to do with money. You still there? Yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> Next. For four points, there are rumors that a guest guitar player did the guitar solos on our first album. The rumor was started by our producer, so it must be true. You said this is a band, right? Yes. Uh, I'm going to take a shot at Warrant. Warrant is correct for four <laughs> points. Yeah, You had that on the first was, Oh, yeah, Adam Shore, the singer. Yeah, the yeah. first singer. I wasn't taking a shot at, at Steven when I said it was torture. It was just, I was like, please guess, please, please guess, please guess. <laughs> you know, every clue I was like, please guess. <laughs> what threw me off, and too, and this is why, you know, I had to go through all the questions in my head because originally on that last, the question about four lead singers and we, we can't reunite with our singer and it has nothing to do with for some reason skid row came to mind but then i threw that out the window you know when we started talking about some of the other stuff so uh yeah the paisley park thing was a great clue too and that was the second one yeah 
Yeah, I had no idea. The three clues we didn't read are, I, we don't know what it is with producers because he played banjo on our second album. The two-point <laughs> clue would have been our current singer is in at least five other bands, but when we call him, he comes running. And uh, the last clue would have been, don't call me an Uncle Tom. I wasn't anywhere near that place. <laughs> yeah. Steven, weren't you on my Cherry Pie episode? Uh, we were, yeah. We did that for Rockin' Pod, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, we talked about that, the different guitar players. <laughs> that was a clue, right? Because yeah, Mike Slammer played on. Yeah. Yeah, Bull Hill sold them out. And <laughs> that was the clue. Yeah, and the C.C. DeVille thing, right? He was rumored as playing the solos in the first record as well. Yep, yep. Okay, so the score right now is Steven 16, BJ 9. If I had just picked evens, I would have got yeah, 10 points that's right. That You'd one. be killing it right now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we are on the seventh round. So we have four rounds left and this is a individual and it is for BJ for 10 points, depending on who you believe either Billy Gibbons was born on the same exact day I was, or he was born the day before I was next for nine points. I played bass for a band called the Roadrunners. Mick Moody of Whitesnake was also in that band next. For eight points, both The Doors and Deep Purple wanted me in their band, but it wasn't meant to be. Next. For seven points, after scoring our first huge hit, my first real band broke up, and I joined a band called Peace, where I played guitar and was lead vocalist. Next. For six points, in 1983, I released my debut solo album. I played every instrument on the release. I think people would be surprised by that. What year was it? 83. Next. For five points. I guess guitarists love me. I've played with Steve Vai, Jeff Beck, Buddy Guy, I know Richie it. Sambora, Slash, Neil Sean, just to name a few. I guess I must be a nice guy. I know it. Better guess, BJ. You don't got guess. Next. All right. So next for four points. Although I was born in England, I am also a Canadian citizen. Since I married a Miss Canada, figured it was the right thing to do. Next. For three points. In 1991, Kenny Jones and I put a band together that lasted one album. I think our band name was the problem because rockers don't like cops. The law. Paul Rogers. Paul Rogers is correct for three points. Woo! God uh, damn it. I was wrong. That was good. I was wrong, too. When did he play with Steve Vai? That I can't remember. <laughs> but, uh, I should have wrote that one down, but I can't remember. You threw me off. You knew who I was thinking of, though, didn't you? No. Um, the two that we didn't read, the clue for two points would have been Jimmy Page and I have a firm relationship. Get it? And then uh, for one, it would have been some people associate me with Queen, but I wasn't asked to be in the movie. Paul Rogers married a Miss Canada, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. All right, Stephen. This one's a band. You ready to go? Let's go. For 10 points, when we started out, our singer was also playing drums. That lasted like two years. Next. For nine points, we were nominated for a Grammy nine times. We won twice. One for best metal performance, one for best hard rock performance. Next. Our debut full-length album was released on Halloween night, 1988. Oh, fuck. Definitely not who I was originally thinking of. Singer was their drummer for two years, nominated for Grammys. 
Halloween night, 1988. I don't know. Next. For seven points, all the success we had, all the classic songs you know, we never cracked the Billboard 100 until 2010, and the song topped out at number 96. <laughs> that there was a down. <laughs> Next. For six points, our guitar player was named the 67th greatest guitarist of all time by Spin in 2012. That award plus $5 won't even get you Starbucks at your local airport. One Grammy's got a great guitar player. Fuck. They were nominated for Grammys. They didn't win Grammys, right? They won two of them. One best metal performance, one best hard rock performance. Oh, my God. Next. For five points, we hated each other so much after being together for 13 years that we split up for exactly 13 years and then made a comeback in 2010. You know this, BJ? No. Next. For four points, our fans got upset because they thought we sold out and signed to a major label and got on the Guns N' Roses tour. They liked it better when we were playing dingy clubs. God, now I got to search my mind who played on the Guns N' Roses tour. That's a lot of empty space right there. <laughs> who played on the Guns It's like this echo in a hall. Hello. 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 Disbanded for 13 years, got back together, won Grammys, and they were opening up for GNR? <laughs> this is torture. This is, you know what it is? No, just uh, try to figure it out. No. The singing drummer thing. What the hell? I'm no... Open it. <laughs> Next. For three points, we actually released a single for a song called Ty Cobb. Yes, the baseball player. Oh, God Ty damn it. Cobb. <laughs> Soundgarden. Yeah. Soundgarden is correct for three points. God damn it. Yeah, now, see, it's always like, now I remember that Chris Cordell was a drummer. <laughs> But he didn't sing and play drums at the same time, did he? Or did he? I don't think so. Oh, that's see, that's I was thinking that he was the drummer was also was singing, but then went out front. But yeah, I would have right. never known that. So the two clues we didn't read when we look back at our career, we always really wanted to be a punk band, but all the complicated time signatures made us something else. The clue for one point would have been some people think we were a part of what killed hair metal, but we've been around since the mid eighties. What's the score? All right. So the score is 12 to 19, Stephen. When did Soundgarden okay, open for two Guns N' Roses? Um, oh, that was when they first got signed. Oh, okay. Yeah. I saw them open for Skid Row. <laughs> oh, wow. That was, yeah. Good Lord. Okay. All right, BJ, this is your last round, and it is a band. This um, is my last for, chance, huh? Oh, man. Yeah. For 10 points, our original name was Sahara. House of Lords. That is incorrect. Steven, do you want to take a guess? Um, well, of course I will, but I don't know. Can you give me more than that? Never have, <laughs> never will. Follow the damn rules, you ask. <laughs> is it a rock band? <laughs> wow. All right, listen. Is it a fruit or a vegetable? Are you going to take a guess or not? Poonie, are you going to give me something? This isn't no. anything for me to go on. <laughs> I can't go on a damn desert. <laughs> no, I'm not going to take a guest. I have uh, Aerosmith. There you go. No, that's incorrect. Uh, their All name right. was Jafria. <laughs> ah! 
So we're going back to BJ for nine points. We have one of the greatest technical guitar players of all time. But for some reason, we had DeWeasel do a guitar solo on our first album. I know this. Oh, you know man. this? I'm going to know both of those clues once I know who this is, I swear. <laughs> so for eight points, we have six studio albums total. They all charted on the Billboard 200. Six for six, maybe. Next. You might get it on this one. For seven points, Mike Judge, do us all a favor. Jump off the nearest bridge. Thank you. Winger. Winger is correct. Seven points. God damn it. Dweezil played a solo, huh? On which song? Purple Haze. Uh, so the six clues we didn't read for six points would have been our drummer was in a band called Platypus. Ty Tabor was the lead singer of that band. The number five clue was how many bands do you know that have been together 30 plus years with only seven members total? For four points would have been between 89 and 91. We released six singles. They all charted on the Billboard 100. Highest one got to 12. The number three clue would have been our first stint. We stayed together for seven years. Then we went on hiatus for seven years. We had to put some miles between us. Two points would have been in 2003, we were on our way back into the touring circuit and our main guitarist decided to join this super group project called The Mob. And the one point clue would have been our band has been called the hair band version of Dream Theater.
Yes, my pride got the best of me, but it would have taken a war to get through to you. I knew I'd walked out too soon when I found you on the floor. No, it's never been the same. The dreams they come, they never change. Nothing left, my tears That Mike Judge clue was probably too early. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now that I read it, I'm like, damn, that was the loop. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Stephen, here we go. You ready? Yeah. So what's the score? So there's no way I can lose now, right? Oh no, there's a way you can lose. Oh, Hold because on. he he gets oh. the point, right? Yeah. So it's right now technically you're 19 to 19. Really? Yes. Because he just got seven points on that last clue. So you could take this down all the way to the end Ugh. and not take a guess and make BJ guess for the win. Yeah. Okay. Here I see. I'm going to pull this out of my ass next. <laughs> all right. <laughs> next. We haven't even read something yet. Okay. This is an individual for 10 points. I've released 15 solo albums. I bet you don't even own one of them. Because total, all 15 solo albums only sold 14 copies. <laughs> Is that a real stat? No. <laughs> okay. Even his mama bought a copy. <laughs> Next. For number nine, I'm actually a pretty good singer, but nobody knows that because I don't really like doing it. Next. For eight points, I was in a band called the Yellow Matter Custard. It's a Beatles cover band. Portnoy was in that band, too. <laughs> Okay, next. For seven points, Japan loves me, always supports me no matter what. I should just move there. Next. Believe it or not, I also teach guitar. Two of my most famous students are Buckethead and Rush Parrish. If you don't know who Rush Parrish is, he's Satchel from Steel Panther. Yeah, I'm going to take a guess. Paul Gilbert. Paul Gilbert is correct. Boom, baby. And Steven wins by six points. Unfucking believable. <laughs> yeah, baby. The Come on, BJ. I thought you had his ass. <laughs> yeah. I should have known that Angus Young one. <laughs> the king still reigns supreme. Wow. I forgot to read the other six clues on that one. Um, all right. So there was five more clues on that one. Uh, I've written instructional articles for guitar player and total guitar. It's the GIT schooling coming out. Mm -hmm. In 1981, I was asked to play with Ozzy. He needed a guitar player. I needed a gig. I was only 15. So what? He asked to play with Ozzy. Ozzy didn't ask him to play. Three points, it would have been a mostly an Ibanez guy. For two points, since I'm not a household name like Eddie Van Halen or Hendrix, I might as well change my name to Mr. X. And for one point, I guess my nickname could have been Speed Racer. Yeah. So that was the clues. Yeah. Yeah, the guitar uh, lessons gave it away for sure. Uh, 
That's awesome. I was going to guess Richie Kotzen on that. <laughs> <laughs> I will never have a Soto or Kotzen, I guess, as one of the answers because that's what everybody guesses. <laughs> so, crazy. I, yeah, that was awesome, man. I didn't think I was going to. Yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, man. In your face, BJ. I wouldn't wow. say that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Does Just it the seem brain. easier in the car? Because you were so confident when you connected and said, I'm going to kick his ass. Let's oh, I this. totally would have won the, the game that Sinzak had. Because <laughs> I remember I was like, Tommy Aldridge, Richie Sambora. Like, I would have had the Richie Sambora because I remember as you said he auditioned for Kiss. And there were a couple of clues on that one. But yeah. Forgetting that the young brothers were born in Glasgow was, you know, and plus he even guessed Brian Johnson. I mean, that was all there for me to, to get that one. So that's on me. <laughs> but I have to, I have to admit, was this, uh, Sonny, do you, was this the closest, uh, match that we had or was it? I uh, no, Wright because one? you and uh, Wright went to a tiebreaker. Oh, that's right. <laughs> awesome. It was the right one. You should have lost because you got David covered in like three clues. Yeah. Yeah, I would have uh yeah, for sure. All right. That was awesome. So who's next? Who's who's going to be the next victim? Cuz I know people are lining <laughs> up to try and dethrone the king. <laughs> and I I'll, I'll let the listeners know if you want to challenge Stephen, just hit us on Facebook and we're actually going to do kind of a number style next time. So it's not so much verbiage. So you're going to have to get in line because I know there's like 20 other podcasts out there that are trying to want to square off against me. <laughs> you got to know your stuff, though, to do this. You have to you have to know a lot. I think it's just the matter of getting the right question or the right word or phrase that ticks your head. Because there's a couple yeah. of questions where I was like, oh, I know exactly who this was. And Sonny's kind of tricky because if you think about it, like he'll, he'll do some of these questions where it really does sound like one person in particular. There's a couple of different questions where you're like, oh, I know who this is. And then it'll be somebody totally different. I thought that with David Coverdale when it was Paul Rogers. I thought it was David Coverdale. But, yeah. Well, and I would fixate on who's bass players writing songs and, you know, <laughs> and then right. your brain just starts going off. Yeah. 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 You know, I'm getting the clues from part wiki, part pages from a book, part interviews I heard from the artist, yeah. part yeah. song titles, part album lyrics, part, you know, so I'm kind of moving it around. So that way your brain has to go to different places. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Crazy. All right. So before we end, we, you know, we got to do this. It's time for your historic moment on Growing Up Rock. So I reached out to BJ for the historic moment, asked him his 10 fave Kiss songs. And amazingly, we hadn't played all of them on Growing Up Rock. Now, depending on who you believe, uh, whether it's me or Steven, what we played and what we didn't play. But the 10 songs he said. Well, me, uh, just uh, to uh, clarify, you said 10 of my favorite Kiss songs. Yeah. So I just kind of rattled off 10 that I loved, but it's not like these are my all-time top 10. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured yeah. the speed you yeah. did it at, yeah. 
So you listed King of Hearts, which I love. I Stole Your Love, which I absolutely love. That's number one, yeah. Yeah, of course. Uh, Don't You Hesitate, which is from the Kiss box set, which most likely uh, Stevens never heard. It's All Right, Tomorrow, The Oath, Tears of Falling, Who Wants to Be Lonely, Turn on the Night. But the last one that was on that list, which I absolutely know my buddy Joe Polo hates, so we're going to play it. Here is from Dress to Kill, Anything for My Baby. songs <laughs> pretty sure joe pretty sure joe doesn't listen to the show but if he does he just turned it off <laughs> oh that's such a great song <laughs> joe hates that i still go back to joe having to sing that at putt putt golf in uh, vegas that was awesome <laughs> awesome well man this was a fun time bj thanks for coming on and uh challenging the uh supreme leader of all that is metal uh trivia yeah it's it's great to have some kind of outlet for you know all this bullshit in my head but then you have to sift through it all (laughs) and find these pieces of information that are all crammed in there with far too many other pieces of information right (laughs) yeah my supremacy in this game further ensures that most of the time nine times out of ten when opinions are needed on the grown-up rock podcast that steven is always correct versus hollywood so (laughs) that just further solidifies what i always knew to be true my friend thank you for that 
I'd put money on that BJ's the only one we know that would have got that Shadow King clue. Nobody else would have got that. He's the only one that would have got the law clue. Nobody else would have got that either. What does M. Night Shalomon have to do with this? See what I mean? See what I got to put up there? <laughs> and then he'll say, but that clue's confusing. It's supposed to be. It's a thing. Dude, you're trying to clutter up my brain with numbers and charts and graphs and crap. You know, you know my brain doesn't work like that. I have to, I have to single out stuff. Wow. It's funny how at the beginning I just kept guessing on every single clue. Yeah, I thought, I'm like, maybe I should tell him the rules again because he keeps guessing. I thought maybe it was a new strategy. I'm like, all right, he's listened to a couple of these episodes and he's got the strategy to win because he knows Stephen on the fly can't come up with 10 guesses. So he'll just get to keep guessing and Stephen Wait, will go, I, I don't have I, to guess. Just, yeah, I knew Stephen wasn't going to get it right on those clues, so I figured I might as well guess. <laughs> That's really good. That's good. <laughs> Hey, I get it right when it's important. Boom, baby. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. How much fun is this? It's good. It's a good uh, switch up from what our normal shows are. So I always enjoy doing these. And, of course, I bust balls and have fun, but it's all in fun. I'm just uh, having a good time. So, yeah, what better now to I do? Gotta, now I got to go check out that Ricky Rocket solo album. <laughs> God, why would you oh, want to? You'll be disappointed. <laughs> yeah. I promise you. <laughs> Come on. That can't be possibly can't be good. Yeah, that's the kind of clue that really throws you because you're like, <laughs> I would never thought of Ricky Rocket having a solo album in a million years. So it's like, you're like, who the hell? I said Eric Singer on that one, right? Because <laughs> it's like John Karabi's solo album. <laughs> well, you never know, but I can't think of anything Eric Singer did with Tracy Guns. I think that's what that was, right? Yeah, the Devil <laughs> City Angels. It didn't last too long. Hey, I was pretty good on that one when I guess Bobby Blotzer from Contraband. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I was, was going good. to Contraband for the Tracy Guns connection. <laughs> that was good because while you were guessing, I'm like, oh, yeah, this has... Because I didn't think about, hey, they might guess this, they might guess this. That those were just unintended consequences that were fun. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. well, the four, cute. the four songs <laughs> of the years could easily be Skid Row. I didn't even yeah. think about that. That's where yeah. my head was uh, was at originally too. Was the uh, Skid Row thing because, you know, when you said we won't get back with our singer and it has nothing to do with money, I was like, well, that sounds like Skid Row, you know? Yeah, that's when you fixate on one clue, but then you. D- like when I said kicks because the bass player writes the songs, but then you think about the other clues and it's obviously not kicks, yeah. <laughs> but you just they're fixated on the one clue. You're like, who the hell? So BJ, you want to pimp your uh, podcast one more time? Uh, when do you release your new episodes? Uh, they come out every Friday. Okay. I realized eventually I should have done it on Tuesday because that was like always the official release day. You know, that would have been like the ner- nerdy thing to do, but um. I think I was thinking, oh, everybody will have it for the weekend because, you know, that's how everybody wants to spend their weekend yeah. <laughs> is listen to my podcast. <laughs> so with 300 episodes uh, to a new listener, are there any episodes that you would recommend somebody start with or, or go for? Start with, huh? Well, the AOR AOK episodes are, you know, really ridiculous. And, uh, you know, probably a good place to start is one of the vinyl countdown episodes where I just play songs out of my record collection you know then you kind of get an idea of what the the show is about but there's lots of interesting episodes where i pull off stunts you know like 
I did one episode where I have songs with numbers in the title all the way from one to twenty-two or something like that. <laughs> or I, I'd um, like no. the battleship one you did. Yeah, yeah, that was. I gave the coordinates of my record shelf. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah people picked because there's like what. What, however many squares there are and then there's like about 80 records that fit in a square so people just pick the numbers and then and then i had to figure out which record they picked and play a song yeah or i do episodes like i just play like 30 songs called i want you <laughs> stuff like that i know uh sunny and i did a shame episode which was a lot of fun and uh we did the um uh, Motley Crue 94 album review, which was part of your Motley Crue series, which was a lot of fun as well. But yeah, it's just there's tons of different type episodes and uh, people can start where uh, where they want to start with. But uh, some good stuff there, 300 episodes for sure. I think 280 is the number I'm at, but I'm yeah, I'm heading towards I'm just trying to think of what I'm going to do for the 300th episode. I've kind of done something for each of those milestones you know but i don't really know what to do for for 300 so way back at when i hit 100 episodes i did this battle of the podcast all stars and uh i was just thinking i should hit eric miller up because he was alex trebek (laughs) for those episodes i was thinking i should hit him up say hey let's do another round because i i called those round one it was always a plan of doing more but then i think when i lost i was just like screw this (laughs) (laughs) Hey, <laughs> Randy Hall from uh, that dandy classic music hour. Yeah, he was at the first two Rock and Pods, but they didn't come this year. But he ended up winning the whole shebang because he knew every song. Eric had a category that was all songs about booty, <laughs> and Randy Hall swept the category. <laughs> nice. So. All right. Well, BJ, you want to say anything else before we tie this all up? No, just thanks for having me, guys. I'm glad I was finally on Growing Up Rock. It was fun. Yeah, that's right. This is the first uh, appearance that you've made on our podcast. So, yeah, definitely glad that you uh, finally made it on. Sonny, anything you want to tie up? BJ, thanks for being on. Love your podcast. Listen all the time. And uh, I would say if you are a Hall & Oates fan, uh, BJ just released a Hall & Oates episode probably about a month ago now. And uh, it's about two hours, and it's awesome because they do their top ten songs, and there's some great songs that they talk about. But uh, thanks for being on. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Like we said, Rock and or Roll releases every Friday, and please go check out BJ's podcast. He covers all different types of music, so there's no doubt that you're going to find something in there that you like. And we appreciate BJ coming on. And from myself and Mr. Hollywood. Hooligan Hollywood Pony. <laughs> Hooligans Hollywood Pony. I like it. <laughs> we will see you guys next week. Later. See ya. Get ready to shuffle, rattle, and roll. Play us out, boys. So far down that I couldn't get up
please make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Growing Up Rock, and leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a like and leave us a comment on Facebook at Growing Up Rock. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.